Kenny Pickett's coming out of the bye week after a strong finish against the Rams, the Ravens, but can he continue that strong finish into an actual complete game against the Rams? We talk about that here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner and all of our Week 7 picks here in the NFL. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. More on them later. As I said before, we're joined by Jenna Harner of Channel 11, WPXI. She's back. Jenna, we're happy to have you back on, on this Friday. Uh, but this is a, it's coming off the bye week. The Steelers, they're feeling a little bit rested. We're not because we're always working. Um, but, uh, in a, but in all seriousness, I think one of the biggest talking points that everyone's looking to see is, will Kenny Pickett show some growth? He's now played officially 17 games. That's now officially a full season of starts in the, in the NFL. And, the big talking point is out of the bye. Will we see significant steps forward from him uh, in the Steelers offense? I think we're going to just simply because of the fact that he's getting one of his best, if not the best offensive weapon back, most likely we're having to wait and see if, you know, everybody's dotted their I's and crossed their T's. But with Deontay Johnson's most likely potential return here, that is going to do nothing but boost Kenny Pickett's play because that was something that they've been missing since they had, since he went out with his hamstring injury it was the first half of week one. Maybe it was the second half. It feels like forever ago at this point, but it was the first game of the season and they've missed what Deontay just brings to the field in terms of his route running ability. Obviously that's easier, you know, talked about that's been a big focal point, but just the way he is able to get open and the way he's able to create in those medium yardage situations, you know, those third and fives, third and six, he's always mm-hmm. kind of there and he moves the chains for this offense. So I think that him being back is going to definitely springboard of what Steelers fans I think hope for is just a solid performance from Kenny Pickett. And again, we've seen flashes throughout the season. You go back to that one touchdown drive against the Raiders when Kenny Pickett eventually found Pat Fryermuth in the end zone, another target most likely he might get back this week. All of a sudden, you have your offense moving. Things are looking consistent. Things are good. But they have to have that consistency. And getting a guy like Deontay back, I think, is going to do a lot of that for Kenny Pickett in terms of creating that consistency, getting in a rhythm, seeing what the game brings. Yes, they are going to be facing Aaron Donald. But a lot of the guys around Donald are not nearly what this Rams defense has been over the last handful of seasons. I'm right with you on that. That, you know, that's, that, that was a kind of a talking point we had uh, with our, with the Locked On Rams host, host yesterday. Uh, we, we talked about this, and we were like, Doug, Doug, and he came in. He was, like, bringing up some good points. It's like, listen, like, Aaron Donald's the man, but the guys around him, it's it's not like when you had Von Miller and Leonard Floyd around him and had offensive lines had to account for all three. Granted, Aaron Donald's still a very much a problem and lined up in a spot that could be a weak spot for the Steelers because Mason Cole hasn't looked really good so far this year. So that's that's definitely got to be 
uh, that's definitely got to be something that I think that's going to be a, an issue uh, for the Steelers to have to correct. But uh, Kenny Pickett, I, I think one of the things is even beyond just getting back Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryer with them. I mean, let's face it. They had both of those guys healthy most of last year, still didn't look good. And I, I think this is an offense and they were healthy for most of that night. Well, not for most, but for the first half of the Niners game when they also struggled. I think this is an offense that needs to get back to executing in, in, in the in the basic moments, winning the winnable plays, doing routine things routinely, as Mike Tomlin said a lot throughout training camp. And in fact, here was Kenny Pickett in the Steelers locker room earlier this week on Wednesday talking about those very things. Yeah, very, very critical. Um, that's the only way we're going to get better is hold ourselves to a high standard and continue to push forward and work hard every day to get better. So um, felt like it was a good good week for us mentally to, to figure out where we were, what we need to do to improve, um, kind of get a step away, relax a little bit, um, and came back energized, ready to go. How much of that involved self-scouting and what you were able to do? Hey, it's all about, yeah, all about self-scouting. It's all about looking at yourself as a player, um, what I need to improve on, what we need to improve on as an offense, getting with Coach Canna, watching all of our past plays together, um, what went well, what didn't go well, and, and where we can improve. So it was a solid solid week of work for us. Your completion percentage has dropped a little bit from where it was last year in that self-scouting. Was there a common theme or something that you noticed that maybe is causing the accuracy numbers to be a little down. Yeah, I mean, it, it's action numbers. It's things that, you know, routes and, and timing and spacing. It, it all works together. Um, so that's always the, the, the key in, in the pass game, everything working together, protection, and guys are on the right routes, and i got to put the ball where it needs to be. So um, we got to get right in, in those three phases, and, um, you know, expecting those numbers to go up, it helps with, you know, 18 coming back. Yeah, you have, I think, five game-winning drives and 17 starts. You've obviously been good in those situations. When you're looking at these games, do you notice yourself doing something differently, something working better when you get into those clutch situations that maybe you're just not able to consistently execute over the course of the game? Um, I don't think you know, I don't I don't think so. Um, it's it's a team it's a team effort and the, the message to the team always is just everyone execute your job and just have you know super focus in that in those moments and find ways to win. So um, just continue to do that in those moments obviously and have try to have more success early on in the game. But if you're in a position to win the game at the end, you're doing you know okay. You're you're in a position to, to go get the W which all that matters. Is that something where maybe that could be more of a mentality thing than anything else where you feel just like comfortable in, in that sort of situation? I think you know, I think that helps having that, you know, you know, I'm comfortable in those moments. I think we're comfortable as a team. Everyone's confident in each other and what we're doing. Um, and we have belief that everyone's going to do their job and go win. So I think that's a positive. So, uh, you know, I think that it's interesting to hear Kenny Pickett, like, acknowledge that, like, hey, like, yeah, like, it's a good thing that we're, we're closing out games, right? Because, you know, Kenny, Kenny Pickett now has five game-winning drives, four fourth-quarter comebacks, and 17 starts. That, that's that's impressive. But he's at the, his point is, you know, also, like, we, we recognize we got to be better before then, too. And that's where the Steelers are trying to take steps forward. He talked about being critical of himself. Jenna, I, I think when I, when I go into these things, I also asked him a question at one point, you know, about if it's – if it's his, if it's arm arm mechanics or if it's his, his reading, he said it's, it's kind of an all of, of, of the above thing. He everything has to improve together, and he wouldn't specify things. Granted, I think that's kind of what you do, you know, when you're when you're answering questions like that because you don't want opponents to key in on on what you're working on. But I, I see this Kenny Pickett. He's still he's still being that consistent guy that's just trying to take steps forward to get to the place that he knows and his Steelers the Steelers know that he can get to if if, if he starts putting things together. Yeah, and I mean, there was a reason, obviously, why they drafted him, right? They saw that in him. And again, we see glimpses of it, especially in leading those game-winning drives. He's making quick decisions. He's making thoughtful decisions. He's making decisions that help move the chains, help sustain drives, and ultimately help them find the end zone. It's just 
when are we going to see that for at least a half of football? I don't know if there's been a half of football where we've seen the Steelers be able to just sustain consistently. And it's always intriguing too, because when you're watching other teams and yes, there's so many different offenses, there's so many different ways teams do looks and things along those lines, but you look at other teams and you're like, what is missing that the Steelers don't have here? Why can't they string together a couple drives, especially to start early on because they talk so much I feel like the guys are probably sick of telling us this in the locker room, you know, Hey, we got to start fast. We got to be able to move the ball quickly and get points on the board on our first couple of drives, not waiting till the third quarter, fourth quarter to have to play that comfort behind game where your defense has been doing a whole lot and the offense has been stalling. So I think this is something that they're just looking to really have a lot more consistency across the board. Offensively, they're just looking to stay out there to be able to say, Hey, look, we can string some drives together. And Hey, even if they don't all end in touchdowns in the red zone, at least we're moving the ball consistently. At least we're taking strides forward because that's ultimately the goal coming out of the bye too. This is now the second half of your season knowing yes they have more than half of their games remaining because of where the buy fell but this is one of those things where it's like can we just see more consistency from this offense can we see them hey march on the field the opening drive even if you come away with three points that's still better than what we've seen up to this point absolutely real quick here jenna we have some breaking news that has happened since we literally started recording this show on a, on a thursday the steelers injury report came out and most things look fine. Uh, Pat Frymuth is still limited, but TJ Watt missed the st- or did not practice on Thursday with a reported heel injury from the Steelers. No word about what that status is, but but you know, so, you know the Steelers. I will say this: the Steelers will take precautions if there's something that TJ Watt has to do. TJ Watt's one of those guys. He literally didn't practice in a training camp and then came out and wrecked the entire NFL a couple years back. So like. Him missing a practice isn't as alarming on Thursday. If he misses Friday's practice, it will be a question as far as what's his health status going into Sunday. But certainly something to raise an eyebrow at and keep a, keep a watch on moving forward to the weekend. Yeah, and keep an eye posted too because usually Fridays, so when this episode comes out, the day in the locker room is when we talk with TJ Watt usually. That's kind of his designated day that he talks. So if he doesn't talk with members of the media, there might be a little concern there depending on his status, but we'll wait and see what happens tomorrow. But definitely keep, or today, we're recording on Thursday, but keep your eyes peeled Friday for any of the information there. Chris and I will be uh, bringing that to you. Absolutely. We got our week seven picks coming up. We're going to break that down as well as Steelers versus Rams, our keys of the game and and focusing on those picks right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Jenna Hunter, stick with us. We'll be right back with that. But first, before we do anything else, we want to remind you this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is filling out a simple online form and in some cases jumping on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. You get ongoing care from, from their physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created and doctor-recommended. Don't be caught unprepared. There's a lot going on in the world right now. You never know when emergencies might strike and you want to be prepared for those emergencies by having life-saving medicine in your hands in your home to help you and your loved ones survive something completely unexpected everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care jace medical is simple you go online fill out a form and then you get prescription life-saving medications right to your door the jace case gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency jace medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand 
Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one word, and that's jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, medical.com. We're also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. You can enjoy the NFL season by making money on 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 the NFL by going to FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, if you're new to FanDuel and you're signing up, new customers can bet five dollars and will get two hundred dollars back in bonus bets guaranteed. That's right. You don't have to win your bet. You don't have to lose your bet. Just bet five bucks and you get two, you get two hundred dollars back in bonus bets guaranteed that's because FanDuel Sportsbook is giving is giving you the best chance to join FanDuel right now plus all customers who bet five dollars will also get a hundred dollars off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV now is the ultimate best time to join FanDuel the app is easy to use and you can be on everything from from spreads to player props and so much more so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss FanDuel official partner of the NFL Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We are here with, here with Jenna Harner. We flip to our second segment on Fridays. We always get to our picks of the week. Now, Jenna, I actually have to look at our, at our group here because I'm actually not sure where everyone is. I'm at 55 and 38. What's your record right now? I am, drumroll please, 60 and 33. Still five games back. Dang it. I was five games back last week. I didn't pick up no ground. This is whack. Ugh. Anyways. It's uh, yeah, it's all right. We're gonna we're gonna pick up ground. This uh, this is this is this is messed up. People just talking trash out here in the in the, with their names and stuff. I ain't I ain't listen. I ain't reading inappropriate names. I will say that right now. You got an appropriate name. You ain't getting your, you ain't getting the, your shout out here. But shout out to these teams who did get. Uh, wait a minute. That looks like a sneaky a sneaky one. You know what? I'm not reading that one because that's they see people are trying to get clever here with like, you know, names that look like names, but they're not names. They're, they're, you know, jokes. So y'all are trying just know that you're not getting your shout out for your, for your record. If you're doing well while you're doing that, but shout out to these people who are in first place, Jay Bowser, zero Jay Smith, 67 and Steelers in Columbia, all with 65 wins, the most right now down the board. So a lot of people playing hot right, right now, Jenna, but let's get to some of our picks this, 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 this year. And this week, there's a lot of big matchups. And the way we're going to look at this as always is through FanDuel Sportsbook's money lines and their, and their spreads. So let's jump right to Sunday. Of course, we're skipping Thursday night football because that's already happened by the time y'all are listening. The Jaguars played, played the Saints. The Saints were one, one and a half point favorites, but let's jump to a game that Steelers fans will be keeping an eye on uh, before, before their four o'clock kickoff. And that's the Browns at the Colts. The Browns coming to this game, three point favorites. Deshaun Watson looked like he was back at practice uh, this, this past week. So that could be something there while the Colts also are missing Anthony Richardson, but the Colts have also been upstarts who have upset the, the Baltimore Ravens just a couple weeks ago. So there's some interesting things there. I'm taking the Browns here, but I would not be shocked if this was an upset. This might be a place where if you're trying to be aggressive with one of your picks, I might take this one just because the Colts, I can see being, this can be an ugly game and ugly games are when ugly teams win. And that's where the Colts are right now. I think this is going to be an ugly game, but I think what we've seen from the Browns defense, especially what they were able to do against the Niners last week, a team that everybody was like, yeah, this team is going to be basically undefeated as they go to the Super Bowl, da-da-da. 
than we saw the Browns defense. And we've seen that here from the Steelers side of things too against the Steelers. So I love the Browns defense here, but I think this is just, there's a lot of games this week that are like, eh, and this right. feels like one of them where I'm like, I, I don't love how it's going to play out, but the Browns win. The Commanders at the Giants. The Commanders, negative three. They're favored by three points here in New York. Uh, Jetta, these are your Giants. They almost pulled it out with Terod Taylor. There was lots of screaming going on at the end of that game at Channel 11, from what I hear. Um, but uh, I look at this Giants team, and like I was impressed that they hung in there with the Bills. I, I, this is another one of those ad games for me. I don't believe in either of these teams. I'm taking the Commanders simply because I've seen them, I think, play better than, than the Giants this year, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants found a way to win this one at home. I don't see them finding a way to win this one. <laughs> uh, I think a loss like that is deflating, especially when you had a chance to, one, take an even bigger lead at halftime, and two, to win the game in that situation. Refs aside, whatever, uh, commanders in this one. Jen is totally not hurt by the by the I'm Giants not, loss at all. Yeah. No. <laughs> no Christmas ornament, for those who know, will probably not even take be taken out of the box this year unless there's a draft turnaround. Jeez, that's crazy. Anyways, let's let's keep moving here. Falcons at Buccaneers, NFC South action. The Buccaneers are two and a half point favorites here. And I'm gonna ride with the Buccaneers at home. I I, I like some of the things that they're doing. Also, shout out to Pittman Kalijah Kansi. He's he was back in action, got his first sack in the NFL last week. Him and Vita Vey, I think are going to be a problem up the middle. And that's going to be exactly what you need against this Falcons team that wants to run the football. So I'm taking the Buccaneers at home. Yeah, I think unfortunately kind of the running game is really only the offense that we've seen from Atlanta up to this point. I think there has yeah. been a little bit more of the passing game established, but I love Baker Mayfield and what he's doing with the Bucks. I think that this is such a great spot for him. I think that he's really kind of getting back to why he loves what he does when he plays football. So I like the Bucks here. This is another one though. I just don't feel like it's going to be a really pretty game. I'm right with you. I don't think it's going to be pretty at all. Let's talk about another game here coming up, another end of the divisional matchup. It's the Bills at the Patriots. Pretty large spread here. The Bills are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Give me all the points. You could put that at 14 points. I still take the Bills yeah. here. The Patriots have been completely ugly. I think the Bills, they, they're coming off that game where they barely eked it out. And, like, sure – that's a uh, you know that you know that that can that can scare you a little bit if you're picking them, but I think they're going to be looking to prove a point. And the, all the times, all the years, the Patriots used to beat down the Bills mercilessly, just all the Tom Brady years where they would just be up like 40 points, still throwing the ball deep. I think this is going to be a game where like the Bills are like, nah, payback is a coming, and I, so I'm taking the Bills and all the points. This one feels personal, and it feels personal on every level. I go back to when the Bills beat the Patriots in the wild card a couple years ago, mm -hmm. and it was kind of just like a cleansing for all of Bills Mafia. I think that continues. I think that there was a lot of bad what we saw from the Bills, especially their offense. I think they simplify things a little bit this week, and I think they, uh, especially the defense, lays just an absolute beat down on a Patriots offense that has been sputtering and struggling to get anything going. Raiders at Bears. Raiders are two and a half point favorites. I think this money line, that, that spread might move at some point uh, because Jimmy Garoppolo is now out. And that has switched my pick to the Bears because now you're talking about a backup quarterback with the Raiders. Uh, not that the Bears are some great team or anything. Uh, they're not. But I think that the Bears, they've been formidable in times. And these are both two not so good teams. Uh, so I'm taking the Chicago at home with the two and a half points. 
you're going with the Bears. All right. Oh, Bears. Here's our first split of the week. I like the Raiders based on their defense. Max Crosby doing Max Crosby things. This is going to be an ugly one, but I like the Raiders in a narrow victory. We keep it moving here. This could be a game of the week right here. Might be. It might be the game of the week, and that's the Lions at the Ravens. Lions, a 5-1 team in the NFC, bringing problem. But the Ravens are three-point favorites at home. I think that's a very interesting line there. Vegas might know something I don't, but I'm going with the Lions. They're playing really good football. They're playing really consistently. The Ravens, they bounce back, and and they, they kind of edged out the Titans last week. But they haven't looked good since they beat up on the Browns you know, th- two, th- you know, two, three weeks ago now. Was it th- three weeks ago now? Because, yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I look at this game, and I think, like, the Lions coming into town, they could be the perfect problem for the Ravens. So I'm going with the, 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 knee, the kneecap biters and Dan Campbell. I'm here for the kneecap biters and Dan Campbell because I love what he has done with this team. And they've said, you know, hey, be patient, be patient. It's coming. It is here. And I am jumping on board with the Lions. I love what they do. I love the intensity. I love how that offense works. Jared Goff feels like he or seems like he's new and revitalized and kind of has this new outlook. Um, I also think the Ravens offense is struggling to figure out exactly what they're doing, exactly who they are. There was so much talk about them this offseason. And, you know, okay, this is the year they get this new offensive coordinator. Everything's going to look great. And it hasn't. I mean, you can't rely on Justin Tucker to kick six field goals every single week. And that be what helps you win games. The Lions have a much better offense here. I think that they win this one. Cardinals at Seahawks. Seahawks are seven and a half point favorites. I think the Cardinals keep it close, but I, I'm still taking the Seahawks to win at home. That's exactly my feeling on this one. And the Cardinals have been competitive. Shout outs to Josh Dobbs. He has just been playing really, really fun football to watch. I know last week a little bit of an outlier there, but I like the Seahawks to win, but the cards keep it close. I'm going to pick a similarly here. The Chiefs are five and a half point favorites at home against the Chargers. The Chargers, another heartbreaking loss for them to the Cowboys. I'm riding with the Chiefs here, but like if I was betting, I might take the Chargers for those points because I think this this is a divisional game. It'll be really close. The Chiefs have not offense has not been lighting it up this year. It's been the defense that's been winning them the games lately. Even though Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, so I'm taking the Chiefs. But if I was if I was look if I was looking at us at spread points and picking off of that, I might take the Chargers to keep it within with keep, keep it inside of five keep it inside of six. Excuse me. I think the Chargers just that loss was such a stinger for them on Monday night. I think that lingers a little bit, especially going into the short week here, going into a divisional matchup. It's going to be hard for them a little bit to get up for it. Um, I I like the Chiefs in this one because also didn't. So they played last Thursday. So the Chiefs have had extended time coming into this game. I think that that's a very solid sign for them as well. This will be close. I like Kansas City. Another game here where someone got a break, and it's the Packers coming off a bye on the road against the Denver Broncos. The Packers are one-and-a-half-point favorites here, and I like that. I'm taking the Packers all day. I think Jordan Love and that offense, they're not great or anything, but they're going to figure enough out against this bad Broncos defense, and I think the Broncos just continue to plummet down, down the division. I was going to say they have a lot more potential offensively too with Jordan Love. I know things did not look fantastic when they played the Raiders in that game, but I think they're stringing some things together. I think that offense is a work in progress, but to me, Denver's offense is just yuck. What's happening? What are we doing here? So I like Green Bay in this one coming out of the bye. Now, this is the game I think most people will say is game of the week, and that's Sunday wow. night football. The Dolphins at the Eagles. Eagles are two and a half point favorites. They're coming off a tough loss to the Jets. Uh, where they their offense struggled, the Dolphins they've been riding high ever since their 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 defeat at the hands of the Bills. I'm gonna take Miami. 
I think that they're going to I think that they're going to be able to do do it do enough offensively that are going to put the Eagles on their on their heels a little bit. I think Jalen Hurts will make this will be a good battle between him and Tua Tungabailoa, but I just don't think the Eagles can keep up with Tyreek Hill. And I think that the Eagles, they'll try to take control of this game by winning in the trenches. I'm just not sure they'll win enough against this Dolphins team to make it too much of a difference. So I'm going Miami. And I think the Dolphins rushing attack will definitely be slowed a little bit. I don't think we're going to see a six touchdown uh, from your running back performance type thing. I do think, though, that Tua and Tyreek and Jalen Waddell just absolutely attack that Philly secondary, which has been a weak spot of their defense. I know a lot of people are calling this game a potential Super Bowl preview. I like Miami in this one until I am proven otherwise. Right, right with you on, on that. This is this Monday night football game. I'm I, I'm picking the Niners against the Vikings, but man, am I watching Christian McCaffrey and Debo Sam? You know, they've said they could all play and be good if they if they if they do. I'm picking the Niners easily, but the Niners are seven point favorites in this game. That's 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 a good amount of points for a team that's pretty hurt up. I know the Vikings are missing Justin Jefferson, but they still got Jordan Addison, and I think that he could be a playmaker for them in this in this game. But still, I'm going to take the Niners. The Vikings have been struggling all year, and I think this is a this is a game that they do not overcome. No, I don't think so, too. And yes, this is one you also really have to keep a close eye on the injury report because I think the law, if Christian McCaffrey does not end up playing, that changes things a little bit for me. I still think the Niners are one of the best, if not the best team in the league. And I think that this is going to be a really intriguing moment to see how does Brock Purdy respond here? What do we see from him? We know, obviously, how he came into this season. Let's see if he can get back to that. I think he will. I like the Niners here. All right, we we move on to Steelers Rams in a bit here, so just stay stay tuned with us. We'll talk about Steelers Rams and breaking down all parts of that matchup with our official picks and the biggest parts of that game right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Chris Carter with Jenna Harner. We got a lot, we still got a lot to talk, talk with us. Stick with us right after this. But first, we want to remind you this show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's a chance for you to win up to 25 times your money all throughout football season. All you have to do is pick two or more players, pick, and then when you pick those two players, just look at their stats, their projected stats. All you have to do is say pick more or less than that projected stat, and then you've placed your entry and you have a chance to win money with Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the new fun daily fantasy game that everyone needs to start playing right now. If you're big into fantasy sport, this is your way to get your daily fix by selecting these individual player projections and just saying, hey, more or less. And this, this goes for not just football. But you got the best time in sports right now. Basketball's back. Hockey's back. Baseball's in the playoffs. All those sports, including college football, are open for Prize Picks for you to go for you to go go in and say more or less on your on the stats of the players that you think you have a beat on and again it's two to six players and 25 up to 25 times your money on any entry and with prize picks they have a reboot policy where your entries will stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for nfl games and college college football top 25 matchups you have you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second that player is then rebooted prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance prize picks offers weekly promotions that can lead up to big payouts like taco tuesday where each tuesday prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25 percent to provide even more value prize picks includes nfl nba mlb nhl college sports and so much more download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up today to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. 
We're also brought to you by DoorDash. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? That's where you can order DoorDash right now to save on football. Watch watch parties favorites. You can order anything. I like when I watch games, I love I love to have my wings out. Gotta have my wings. Jenna knows I'm a wing guy. Get my wings. And the thing about DoorDash, you can order wings from your favorite parts, all part player places all over where you're from. So for me, pizza, wings, pop burgers, or even just buns. You can get all on DoorDash right now and deliver without even missing the game. And right now you can get 50% off up to $10 in value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. And that's L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3, all one word. That's subject to change, terms and conditions apply. Want even more value? You can save on all your groceries and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. Get prepared for before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Get fifty percent off your first DoorDash order up to up to uh, uh, up to ten dollar value when you spend fifteen dollars or more on your first first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Locked Twenty Three L O C K E D Two Three all all one word subject to change terms and conditions apply. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, it's time to talk Steelers-Rams. Big matchup for the Steelers, of course. They're 3-2, and two, the Rams 3-3 three and three in this game. If the Steelers are going to pave a path to victory, what's the most important factor that you think has to go in their favor in this game? Well, it's easy to look at offense and say the offense needs to march down the field, needs to score points, needs to sustain drives. But for me... It's the secondary, and can they limit Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, uh, Tutu Atwell? I was going to say Tyreek Hill. It's not Tyreek Hill. Tutu Atwell, TT. <laughs> that's literally where my brain it's goes. It's all right. If they had Tyreek Hill, my goodness, I don't want to know what this offense would look like. Uh, but can they limit the receivers? Because we know, and this is something that you talked about with Mike Tomlin earlier this week, and he did not want to hear your obscure stats. But to me, I'm sorry, I don't see – receiving yards let up to receivers as quote an obscure stat but when you saw it against you saw it from Brandon Ayuk you saw it from Devonte Adams you saw it from the in the brown like we, we we've seen it throughout the first couple games here is that there's one receiver usually the team's leading receiver or second guy that gets a lot of those yards and the Steelers cannot stop the bleeding you're going to have to do that especially because the Rams are not going to have a running game. They are still probably going to run the football a little bit, but they're not. They're going to be without their top two running backs. So you know they're going to pass the ball. You know Stafford is going to look for Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. How does Patrick Peterson, Levi Wallace, and Joey Porter Jr., however much the rookie is in there, how much do they limit him? And when we talked with Joey Porter Jr. earlier this week in the locker room, he was pumped for the challenge. He's like, yeah, I'm here for this. I'm, I welcome this. I want to go against these guys. I want to win those one-on-one battles. I think that's what we're going to see here. But to me, that's the biggest thing because you shut that part of the uh, Rams offense down. This is a fairly winnable game. I think I think you're absolutely right there about, about this being a winnable game. The you have to limit the passing offense, and also if the run game isn't working for the for the Rams, you can you you can then put them in those in those second and third and longs, and then 
you can pin those that pin those ears back on the pass rush and get after Matt Stafford, who is not a mobile guy anymore that he like he used to be when he was younger. You and this this is a Rams offensive line that hasn't been too great at protecting the quarterback uh, for one. So limit the run game. Make sure, and I think one other thing that has to happen here: the Steelers have played a lot of soft zone in some of their early games. They need to be taking away the quick passes because Matt Stafford is not dumb. He may not, he may be old, but he is smart. He is going to try to take the easy yards. So if you give them to him, he will take them, and then that will take away your advantage of setting up second and long and third and long to put your pass rush in the right situations in the game. Take that away. I'm right with you. That's a huge part of this defense. I think another big part of this is making sure Aaron Donald does not crush you. About four years ago, these teams played at. at then Heinz Field, now Akersher Stadium. Uh, it was with Mason Rudolph getting getting a start in the Steelers. They limited Aaron Donald. Still made his plays, had a sack, had six tackles, but he didn't take over the game. That's the other factor here. Aaron Donald's going to be the best defensive tackle we've seen since me and Joe Green. That's just who he is. But you cannot allow Aaron Donald to completely destroy everything that you're doing in this game. Double team him, triple team him, do whatever you got to do. Get him off the ball. Keep him from destroying Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Kenny Pickett, anyone in the backfield. Make sure that you're you're doing that at all costs, especially with how, with how Mason Cole has struggled struggled through these first five, first five weeks for the Steelers. So, with all that said, we've laid out their their key pass to victory. Jenna, what's your pick here on the Steelers versus Rams? I'm going with the Steelers winning. I think it's a medium scoring, close one. I think it's like a 23-17 type game where the Steelers get something going defensively. To they score two touchdowns, whether one's defensive, whether one's offensive. I think there's points that come off of turnovers that they force against the Rams, no matter what. I think the Rams at the end of the day, Cooper cup is still going to score. I think that there's, you know, you can limit that offense, but you're not going to be able to completely keep them out of the end zone. So I think the Steelers win. I'm going 23, 17, but again, it's going to depend on how that secondary looks and against that really explosive passing attack, how Kenny Pickett can sustain drives. And again, how they can watch out and take care of Aaron Donald as much as possible. Cause you're, you're not completely limiting. You're not containing him fully. You're just limiting him a little bit. I, I, right, exactly. You're limiting him and you're limiting Cooper Cup. And it's that it's it's the fact that you have to limit the key guys, superstar guys on both sides of the ball that I'm actually picking the Rams in this one. I think that the Steelers are going to be in a position here where this is going to be a tight game down to the wire. And I think they'll do a lot of things right. I think they'll limit Aaron Donald, they'll limit Cooper Cup, but also Matt Stafford. He is a smart quarterback who can get the ball to different guys. I think the Steelers, they might bracket Cooper Cup really well, but I think it's going to put them in a position where if, if, if Joy Porter Jr. is part of that bracketing, then it's going to be up to other, other guys like Patrick Peterson, like Levi Wallace to run with Puka Nakua, run with two to Atwell and try to take things away. Sean McVay's a smart coach, just like Mike Thomas is a smart coach. I think he's gonna he saw what the Texans did to try to neutralize the the edge rushers from the Steelers. I'd expect a similar game plan, and it won't crush the Steelers. This won't be 30 to 6, but I see the Rams winning 24-20 in this one. Just my look at how this is gonna play out. Very similar scoring range as you just I think that the Steelers, they're going to get a late lead, and then the Rams, they're going to have a big play, a big drive from Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. They've done it to a lot of people over the years. They almost beat the Niners earlier earlier this year. But those are our picks. Let us know your picks here in the comments section in YouTube. Let us know if we're crazy on point, and we'll see. And also pay, t- pay attention to that Pigskin Pick'em League on ESPN.com if you're, if you're in the league. Thanks to everyone who is. Jenna, thanks so much for joining us here on the Friday episode of the Lockdown Steelers Podcast. Let them can find you, follow you, and get more of your work.
Well, thank you for having me as always. It's such a pleasure to be here on Fridays. You can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram at Jenna underscore Harner, and locally here in Pittsburgh on WBXI channel 11. We are getting set. I keep telling people all the time every week, be prepared for that Thursday night football game, November 2nd against the Titans. It is locally. So if you are here in Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh is your television market, it is on WPXI channel 11. That game will have a lot of pre and post game coverage as we gear up for that. But for now, enjoy Steelers Rams. If you're going out to the West coast, enjoy California, enjoy the sunshine and uh, looking forward to talking about this team next week. Absolutely. She's Jenna Harner at Channel 11 WPXI. Check her out there. Check me out, Chris Carter, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the places, at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com. Check me out here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, Monday through Friday, breaking breaking down your team every day, because we are your team every day here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'll be back Sunday evening, giving you my recap of the Steelers game for the Monday episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Stay tuned. We'll have lots of reactions and and breaking down what happened in that game then, and of course, getting you ready for the next week, all here on the Locked On Steelers Podcast.